Hello, everyone. Um, welcome to my second episode of my podcast. Ah! Um, today, I have a very, very special guest with us, Mrs. McLaughlin, and she's going to share um, some love advice with us girls. So I thought that was exciting. So you can say hi. Um. All right. Good morning, everybody. <laughs> so fun to be here. Um, okay. So first, I was thinking we could start off with Mrs. McLaughlin sharing her first like little love story or her first love. I think that's so interesting. Um, but... All right, I will do that. Oh, he was a bonny laddie, a bonny healing laddie with sparkling eyes and a big smile, and he looked great in a kilt. I'll just translate. For <laughs> <you>. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I was going to say, ah! Oh. <laughs> he, he was a very handsome young man, uh, a bonny laddie, a very uh, fun uh, young man. Um, his, with sparkling eyes, and he looked absolutely wonderful in a kilt. I was at a uh, university. I was um, in my first year, which meant I was 16 and a half. And um, he was in his third year. Jamie was in his third year. And so I couldn't believe that he looked at me twice. But anyway, we began to, as we say, roaming in the gloaming, or we went out together, and we walked the braes, we loved to do hill walking, and he was a brilliant debater. I used to go to the debates. And I think I, in that sense, was fell in love with him there just because of his brilliant debate skills. Now, I later run, realized that I disagreed with just about everything he said. But I was so overwhelmed because he was so handsome. And, and then there was that whole idea of, I can't believe that this, you know, upperclassman, wonderful person um, is choosing to spend any time with me. And so <coughs> we, had a, we had a really lovely relationship. And then at one point, I was going over to Northern Ireland because there were, uh, it wasn't exactly the troubles, but there were still a lot of tension. And so I wanted to go to Northern Ireland to try to help the children reconcile because they were in a wars type of situation. So number one, he said, I forbid you to go. Whoops, that should have been a red flag. And then, <laughs> and then he said, um, well, let's get engaged before you go, um, just in case you meet somebody else. That should have been another red flag. Uh, anyway, <coughs> I went and um, when I came back, he said, um, I think we should get married because I understand you completely. This was the major red flag. I thought to myself, how can you possibly understand me when I have no idea who I am myself? Yeah. And so anyway, we didn't marry. <coughs> we didn't engage. We parted equitably. But it taught me a lot about... It's fine. It's a wonderful thing to celebrate that first, <gasps> whoa, and to celebrate, I can't believe that this person wants to spend time with me. That's, that's a lovely thing to celebrate. That's such a cool way to look at it. I've never thought about it like it's that. It's a lovely way. To, it's something to celebrate, but it's not a basis for a relationship. Yeah. I think like him holding you back, those constraints that he was putting on you, or just mm -hmm. different pressures that mm -hmm. weren't. And I, and I think actually what may have happened was I was more 
aware of the fact that this person was spending time with me rather than the idea of I am enjoying spending time with him. You know, I think that I mean. is such good advice for even like us girls as we're like finding different boys recently and just different like our young loves that like it shouldn't just be about oh like oh my gosh I can't believe he likes me and wants right. to spend time with me that is feeling is so exciting but it should also be like do I like spending time with him do I like what he says to me do I like how he treats me right and as I say I think or I her have, or her sorry yeah or her I think I may have fallen in love with the idea of falling in love Yes. Uh, rather than actually doing that. Yes. And, um, but I'm so grateful to Jamie because I think without him saying, and here's the house I think we should live in and all of that, I think he was also more thinking I was a suitable wife and yeah. partner than really taking time to explore Patricia McLaughlin. Yeah. You know, so that's such great advice. You know, so there are no hard feelings or anything. That's part of his journey, part of my journey. Um, but it's just, I finally realized that I need to fall in love with myself before I fall in love with anybody else. Oh, I wish I could like print that out somewhere. <laughs> like for all, like, yes, that's so important. Like you can't be in love with somebody until you're in love with yourself. Well, in love with yourself. And also... That sense of until I'm at home with being with me, then I'm not ready to be at home being with someone else. Yes. And I think that's the difficulty. And I, and of, I think maybe the modern age, because um, people have no time for themselves. Yes. So how can, you, how can you fall in love with yourself if you've got no time with yourself? I agree, I and, agree. And then very often too, there is what I didn't experience in the olden days that I grew up. Um, <clears throat> I didn't experience that I had to justify my existence on social media. Social media. Yeah. I think that's so important too for girls getting in relationships these days. Like I think it's so easy to get wrapped up in that relationship and for your significant other to become your life and like every waking moment you spend or texting them or facetiming them snapchatting right. them and when that relationship ends it's like a hole it's like an emptiness right. feeling it's like hard to right. replace that and it's like you feel so lonely but you how how did you make it work without them before like right. it's but you're right like finding yourself falling in love with yourself so i think for any girls that are going through that feeling of just we're in this intense relationship and now are kind of you know, done or whatever, feeling lonely, to f spend time with yourself, find what you right. like to do, right. like go to the park, go on hikes or right. listen to music, find a new TV show right. or hang out with your friends, just find something that makes you happy. Right. <clears throat> I often smile wi at the idea that this dear country has a declaration of independence, but nobody will do anything alone. Yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> so it's true. It's like, yeah. You know, um, <clears throat> but al <clears throat> excuse me, also that sense of Intimacy that we all crave is sharing life with another in truth and in love. So you have to have a life to share. Yeah. You can't have the other create your life for you. I agree. And that sometimes happens. And, and I think also what I learned was that it was okay for me at 17, 18, 19, even into 20, 
21. Um, it was all right for me uh, not to crave a significant other. Yeah. It was all right for me to have my interests in learning about the world, learning about myself in some social justice issues and so on without a partner. Yes. And sometimes I feel that there's just too much pressure for people to have this significant other. So does that mean that all my relationships are insignificant? No. 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 You know, so I think there's what I like to call too much pressure on too much too soon and too fast. I agree. And I think going to that of like the pressure part, I think there's a lot of pressure nowadays with girls is like, have you had your first kiss yet? Like, right. have you had your first love? And I think to the people that are listening, if you haven't, that is completely okay. Completely and that fine. just means that you're just in a different, like, I, I don't know. I just think that, yeah, I think it's ridiculous. There is a lot of pressure these days with that stuff. And, you know, well, yeah, yeah. And um, to define yourself in yeah. terms of another, um, and, and that that's what I'm talking about. The Sorry, I feel like we're kind of painting a bad picture on relationships. I think relationships are wonderful and special. I just, I think my main point I'm trying to get to is I, I just, you can't lose yourself in that you person. Can't you yourself. can't lose yourself in that relationship. You have to stay and do the things that you love to do, even when you're in that relationship, because some, like, if they're not always there, you have to be okay after the relationship. You have to know how to be alone or right. do the things that you right. once did without them. Or right. And for me, for example, with Jamie, <coughs> when I did return from Ireland, <coughs> I'm sorry, I'm a little hoarse this morning, um, I realized he didn't ask me anything about it, which actually showed he didn't have much interest in actually what was a passion of my heart. Now, now that was nothing to do with the fact I, I really do think he loved me and I really do think um, I loved him but you have to love the life the other is living as well as the person and you have to take it I know I sound old now you have to take it slowly yeah. let it develop yeah I think that's a great line that you have to love the life that the other person is living I yeah. think that's so smart like I think that's such good advice that you have to really I think also like put yourself in that other person's shoes and like know like what you know I don't know how to like coexist together I mean how right. how can you help them how can you like they help you how can you guys be like I mean the most successful like I don't know together right and how can you rejoice in that which you don't share in other words like with Jamie um when I said earlier I realized I disagreed with almost everything he said in debate that didn't make any difference to the relationship at the beginning that was actually good Otherwise, you're just cloning with somebody who thinks everything you think. That relationship is doomed because it will die of boredom, yeah. right? Yeah. And, and so it's, it's that fine line between finding that which is shared and that which is unity and variety. <clears throat> and that, that for a healthy relationship, that's it. And, and that's why, again, I, I, I know it's like an old record, but... We just say, be really careful of too much, too soon, and too fast in any area of life. And, like, dear Jamie already had us married, probably with 2.3 children in his head, <laughs> before he discovered who I really was. Yeah. Or, or me discover who he really was, you know? Yeah. And it would have been okay if we had shared life and then realized, oops, I love you, but we should not be together for the rest of our lives. That would be all right. 
All right. Um, that is great advice. Thank you so much for sharing your little input on um, love. And I think that's so that's really good for these girls hearing it out here who haven't experienced love or are in a relationship or just got out of a relationship. I think mm-hmm. this is all good. Um, one quick last thing. Is there um, any advice that you wish you could have told if you were sitting in our shoes at 16? If you wish you could have told your younger self again, like wish you could have been like, don't do this or do this. What would yeah. you tell her? I think... Again, reinforcing that I have no regrets about anything that that I've said. I think I would like to have been more secure in taking time to explore who I am before I succumbed to the social pressure, especially as a female, and that was in the late 60s, 67, 68, somewhere in there, um, succumbing to the social pressure that I would have validity and value if I was married and had a child. And that my womanhood would only have value if I had a child. I liked what you said there too about like being secure in yourself. I think mm-hmm. it's easy when you get in a relationship with someone to be so focused on how how interesting and how fascinating and how cool they are and how you're so thankful that you're so lucky that you're with them or whatever, but you have to also think and know obviously that y- they are lucky. They are just as lucky yeah. as you. That's exactly, that's beautifully said, you know, to say you're lucky to be with me. Yes, I think know? we need to start having that mindset, ladies. Like, you are lucky to be with me. You are lucky to spend time with me. And mm-hmm. I really, really hope that all of you listening just know how cool you guys are. Like, I just think these days it's so easy to get wrapped up in your significant other or think, oh, I'll never find another love. Or I'll never find another guy. Or, mm-hmm. oh, nobody's looked at me like he has. Or nobody's talked to me mm-hmm. the way. There's so many people out there. There's so much love for you. Mm-hmm. But And again, it's totally fine if your first love, if, which actually, if you really want to ask me who my first love was, it was Shakespeare. <laughs> so, um, and all the plays. And that's okay, you know? Yeah. Because it's a sociological thing that everybody should be coupled. Mm-hmm. Um, and not necessarily so. Yeah. Which doesn't mean you don't fall in love and you don't have loving friendships. But, um, you know what I'm saying? It doesn't mean... and. And it's kind of fun for me because nobody ever calls me Miss McLaughlin because everybody assumes that somebody as old as me has been married. Oh, my gosh. That's <laughs> just craziness. But you know, and yeah. it's fine. I mean, it's fine. But yeah. actually, Mrs. McLaughlin is my mother. It's yeah. not me. But I, I don't mind it. But it does show um, a mindset that e- even with all our um, progress in women's rights and so on, the idea of a single female is very hard for people to understand as having value. Yes. But honestly, the, I think the craziest thing is that the, those single females that I know, those single mothers, are some of the strongest people I've ever met or come across. I mean, I think they're the coolest, most powerful um, that I would not like want to mess with. Like, I mm-hmm. think those girls are so powerful. And it's weird that society has created this like shadow over them. Or right. And society um, has created this look that... You know, and also gently with respect, um, single mothers, yes, but single people. Yes, single also, fathers yes. too. Yes, you know yes, what yes, I mean? Yes, yes. And not even, you hear what yes. I'm saying? Having a child does not necessarily. Yes. Say no, that I'm so guilty valuing. of that. Yeah, fathers yeah. and mothers. Or just people. You know what I'm trying yeah. to say? Single. My people. validity yes. is not in having a child. 
Yeah. And the and the boy's validity is not in having a child. Yes, yes. So just single people, people. Yes. have value in themselves. That's yeah. very hard in our um, society, I think, because every magazine, every television thing couples people somehow. Mm-hmm. And very rarely do you see somebody with a full life who's actually fallen in love with many, many people. Yes. And I think as Christians in Jesus, we're actually called to be lovers. And, and that's what um, a good re- loving relationship, even if you're in a marriage relationship, a good loving relationship could, should increase your capacity to love others. Yes. And if it doesn't, it's not really helpful. I, I think that was really good too. Yeah, I agree. That like if you're in a relationship and I don't know, it closes you down or it That's shuts you right. down as a person and That's that you right. feel that like I don't know, not nec- that like you're losing parts of you or like your family or your friends are feeling like you're cha- or you're different, or you're a little bit quieter or whatever. That's not that just should be a sign that it's That's not right. very healthy. Or if the other person in whatever kind of relationship it is, if the other person says if you loved me you would not love anyone else. That is a toxic relationship. Yeah. That's not who we're called to be. And that, that can be married people, not married people, friends, anything. We are called to create loving beings of each other. And a good, healthy relationship will increase your capacity to enjoy loving and being with other people. I feel like um, I that like hit with me personally. I feel like I needed to hear that because I f- also these days. Sorry, I'm relating it, but um, there's a whole thing surrounding like girl and guy best friends. Like when you're in a relationship with somebody, there's always like the girl best friend or the mm-hmm. guy best friend, and I think sometimes it's so important to know that there's not malicious intent there and that they really are just friends and that the, like your significant other can love others. But I think that's so important to know that like. It should never be, they should never close off other relationships with other people or other, the opposite gender because um, you get in the relation. I don't, I don't really know what I'm trying no, to say. No, I think you're, say, you're saying it very well. And, and what I'm hearing too, and it's touching my heart, is the idea that there is no insignificant person on this earth. So I have a difficulty with the idea of significant other. Yeah. Uh, terminology mm-hmm. because it implies that others are not sick and I think that's where <coughs> excuse me again that's where a good relationship values and reverences your other relationships and very often also gives you time for them and that's any relationship but I'm not talking that's that's mother father mother child father child you know friend to friend we must give the other, whoever the other is, blessings and time to be with others so that they can be enriched by that. Yes, that was very, very well said. I wish I could replay that at, at all times. <laughs> that was really well said. Is there any overall thing, anything else you wanted to say or share? I guess I just, I would like everybody to put a little verse on their mirror in the morning. And it comes from Isaiah. And it says, you are precious in my eyes, and I love you. And I think if everybody could say that to themselves every morning as they wake up. 
so that not only are they loved by God as is, but by the self. Looking and you say, and you know, pimples or no pimples, <laughs> you, know, yeah. you are precious in my eyes. Yes. And I love you. All right, girls, you heard her. Get out a sticky note, get out a piece of paper, write on there, I love you. And look at that in the mirror every morning when you wake up as a reminder that we love you. Everyone loves you. Love yourself. Um, I think self-love and all that is so important. But. And then that's your gift to others. So much, Mrs. McLaughlin, you for coming on welcome. this podcast. This was all good advice. I can't wait to listen back to it whenever I need relationship advice. This is so good. <laughs> You're welcome. And, and thank you because it's people like you that help me understand me oh. and help me grow. And that's why I just love teaching because I learn so much from my students every single day. And you're all significant others. Yes, I think that is a great note to leave off on. Thank you. All righty, ladies, get excited because we have such a special guest with us, um, Lauren Hagen, and she is going to share like her what she's passionate about. So Lauren, go ahead, tell us what's going on. I am very passionate about my chickens. <laughs> so basically, like me and my brother both have super bad allergies, so we can't have like a dog or a cat or anything. And so in fifth grade, we found like these chickens for sale on Craigslist. <laughs> and so we drove down to this guy's farm and got like three baby chicks. And we like put them in a bucket with like these weird little hay things. And we feed them and water them. And we just keep them in our laundry room in a bucket. And we nurture them and like <laughs> watch them grow up for like two weeks and then send them off to a farm. So do you do this every year or was this a one-time thing? It's kind of a spring thing. Like okay. it's, we do it around Easter. Around Easter. And sometimes it's a little Christmas surprise. <laughs> do you remember, like do any names stick out to you? Do you remember some of their names? Could you um, list off? Well, we like to do little fun things with them. Like we'll make them race. And oh. so Brendan one year named his chicken um, Speed. <laughs> I've named my chickens like Puffles when I was, you know, young. Okay. Like Fluff, <laughs> I named one. Okay. Omelette. Salt. We had one that was uh, like black and white, so we named it Salt and Pepper. <laughs> no way. Yeah, super cute. We get really creative with it. We omelet. That's like I feel like that's not okay. Yeah, everybody that. said that, but it was like I don't know. All right. Well, basically, when you have chickens, let us know. We're coming over to the Hagen house to hold a little chicken race. They're coming in spring. Okay. Yeah. Hey, stick around, everyone. Get excited. The chickens are coming in spring. <laughs> um, thank you, Lauren, so much for coming on and sharing your chicken story. All right. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.